welcome to this roundup the rise of artificial intelligence is fundamentally transforming the very meaning of an enterprise so as we evaluate the enterprises across industries and nations undergo a profound and lasting shift in the relative balance of ai adoption its application will offer each enterprise as many opportunities as it does challenges the artificial intelligence capability is on its way to revolutionizing every aspect of an enterprise it has leveled the playing field and brought every enterprise a unique possibility of progress now what needs to be seen is whether in the level playing field which enterprises will be able to compete and lay a new foundation for fundamental transformation and which ones will decline to discuss the future of enterprise artificial intelligence further i'm delighted to welcome ankur dineshkar to this roundup ankur is the chief of artificial intelligence at hortifying he is a board member and chief of artificial intelligence at sonasoft board member at i am wire advisory to advisor to many companies and member at forbes technology council he is currently building a next generation general narrow intelligence for solving ai adoption problems of enterprises He is based in the United States. Welcome, Ankur. We are so very honored to have you on this roundup. Thank you, Jashree. I am also very excited to be here. Um, appreciate it. I am Ankur Dineshkar, Chief of AI Solasoft. Wonderful, Ankur. So today, what is common to all enterprises is access to technology, access to data, and information. But what is not common is how each individual enterprise uses that information for what purpose and goals. while artificial intelligence has given enterprises across industries across nations the same starting point in their ability to access the technology and tools what are the parameters that you see are defining the individual success of enterprises so a uh, very good question jashi right in fact uh, all the enterprises are running the race of ai and who's going to win Uh, largely depend on some very crucial elements first is how accurately enterprise leaders are able to articulate the problem that they are facing and the business impact or value associated with that problem so as per gartner recently they realized that biggest failures in ai projects or ai solutions happen where enterprise fails to articulate a business value from a use case so enterprises who are running blind in towards ai are uh, doing ai because they have to do ai and have no direction are uh, are designed to lose an enterprise who are taking it more uh, from a business point of view that they understand what their business priorities are and they are trying to map between how they can leverage ai on a conceptual level to their solving the business problem which has significant monetary impact to, to the enterprise are the enterprise that are going to win that's the first very important thing second i also think that a lot of enterprises are shying away from uh, dabbling into ai right now probably they think that they, they are not ready their data is not ready uh, they want to do rpa first or they want to do digitization data warehouse data lake first so they are trying to delay or defer their decision of playing with this technology i think that that delay is going to cost them quite a lot and they have to engage in an ai conversation it's not about spending a lot of dollars it's about 
trying to understand how AI fits into their larger scheme of things and also try to see whether the challenges that they think uh, they will have in AI adoption are they real challenge or not. Sometimes they will realize that they don't, they don't, they are actually falsely anticipating these challenges and AI can be adopted in various areas uh, without having to be ready with all these issues that they think they have right now. Like for example, a lot of enterprise turn back because they say we have too less data. Uh, AI can work on less data. They sometimes think that we, uh, we need to bring all the data together in a data warehouse before I do AI. That's not a condition that uh, is required by AI itself. Some of the enterprise says we want to do RPA first. Uh, we think that RPA is nothing without AI. So it has to be an IPA, intelligent process automation, not just RPA. So a so lot of these uh, uh, perceived roadblocks that enterprise is creating for themselves, I think that's the second thing which uh, uh, will create a difference in uh, their winability over a long term. Third is a lot of enterprise thinks that they want to get into development of AI, which is a challenge because AI is uh, requires a tremendous amount of R&D and it has it is a lot, a lot of AI components are mathematical. Uh, it requires research, it requires constant iteration, etc. So I recommend that enterprises need to focus on their core and start leveraging the existing democratized platforms like the one we have uh, to start getting onto AI bots or AI use cases very fast. They don't need to really become a Google or a Facebook and become a researcher on AI. They need to actually apply AI more than develop AI. So that's another issue I think where enterprises are gonna lose a lot of money and time by getting into, I want to do it myself mode. And uh, it would have been true with website developments or application developments, et cetera, because they, those were mostly uh, it's about effort of doing it more than the technology itself, right? But AI is different. AI requires tremendous amount of research. It is very fast changing. Today, it's something else. And tomorrow, next quarter, some more new features, new algorithms may just pop in. So if they're investing their dollars in chasing the AI solutions on their own, it's a, it's a chase which will not end so easily. And they'll keep burning their money and they'll keep investing in R&D forever, right? So they need to start adopting these democratized platform. So that's a third very crucial factor for success of enterprises. Fourth, it is very crucial for enterprises to understand that they need to have a workforce who are not AI expert, but who understand AI from an application point of view. In fact, globally, there is a big scarcity of people who can apply AI without getting into know what AI is. So they don't need to care what algorithms are or what what the, the whole pipelines or what the whole technology construct behind the AI scene is there. They should be able to apply concepts of AI into real solving problems. And those people are not available. And enterprise leaders should definitely engage in understanding AI concepts and trying to see how they can match those concepts to their problems. So it is very important for enterprise to give exposure of AI elements, not the technicalities, but the conceptual level AI elements to their managers and equip them with this tool, which they can start putting as part of their strategy and tactical plans. So I think these are the key differentiators which will emerge for enterprises trying to get into AI. 
No, those are very excellent, you know, observation points that you made because all these uh, different variables that you mentioned are, you know, what I also see in the industry. I mean, the first one that you talked about that the leaders, they cannot visualize where to use it, how to use the AI. I mean, yes, the technology tools are available, but how that can benefit their enterprises, you know, that understanding is not there because it requires a lot of imagination and creativity, which, you know, we don't see much in the current, you know, leadership in all, you know, across all enterprises. Second point that you made about the data, you know, how... Now, again, you know, that is a big, you know, barrier because which data you use? Data is available in many different formats and many different sources. So is it going to be internal data or external data? What data to use? And we don't see industry consolidation of data. That is also another barrier because if you have a consolidation of data that as an industry, it's available, then all the enterprises can easily access that and, you know, mix, make something, you know, meaning out of that or where to use it, how to use it. And the th third point that you made about how to... Uh, how the use of the democratization platforms, the development platforms, that is an excellent idea because not the resources are limited, you know, the how many people can actually develop AI and, you know, build on it, that the level of uh, resources are not uh, available that every enterprise can, you know, hire the best you know, AI developers. So yes, it would be great to develop that partnerships, to develop the, those uh, uh, platforms where, you know, a single platform within an industry, you know, can be used by many different enterprises. So it would be good to have industry-specific, you know, uh, AI development platforms that would help the development of uh, AI, you know, tools much quicker for the enterprises. So all the points that you made are excellent. So uh, going back on the understanding of the data what is your observation what kind of data the enterprises are currently targeting for the growth of the ai applications and is it the internal data or external data and for each of these enterprise what does the ai driven growth mean from what whoever is currently trying to do the transformation based on the data driven growth Sure. So I'll, I'll, there are two questions. I'll answer them one by one. So data, right? So it's very interesting. I'll just take a small example and explain you how does this fit into our current paradigm, right? So when machines were born and they started producing first instance of what we refer to as data, the, the one of the challenge which came in front of humankind is how do you understand this data that machines are throwing? And because machines always work in a serial order, they were throwing data on a serial order. They were just processing one event, throwing the data, processing another event, throwing the data. And as they went on solving the problem, they kept throwing out these data. Let's call them logs. And the machine starts throwing what we refer to as logs. And, and then different variety of this data started to generate from the world, right? And it was, which was practically not possible for humans to understand in the format machine was able to understand it. So we created our own mechanism of what we refer to as structured data and started understanding them, right? First, we started structuring them in file systems. Then we started structuring them in RDBMS and databases. And when also when over time, this data size grew significantly large, the variety of variables grew significantly large. We realized that these structures are not, not complete or we cannot just be confined the data in the structures so emerged what we refer to as 
no sql which is unstructured databases and this is very very great because uh, suddenly now you are moving out of what we created for ourselves right the cage we created for ourselves however when the when the data started to grow even more and an enterprise realized that now they need to take it from unstructured and feed it to machines and now they are trying to structure it back again so that they can feed it to machines the problem is machines are the best to understand the data generated by the machines so we strongly recommend enterprise to not have any prejudice on how the data goes in the machine just throw everything else just just throw it as raw as possible and and whatever you have and then get started once you get started you will know whether you have everything or something or you need more and that's where the data scientists will come into picture so you start doing your ai experiments with whatever you have and get started and then know whether what you have is sufficient to meet your objective or not and then if it is not sufficient data scientists will come into picture and say and try to establish logics on human understanding and see what data may be missing and the first thing that you step on is external data so for example you're trying to do forecasting of electricity load uh, in, in a state and you started to do forecasting based on your historical patterns seasonality etc suddenly you realize that weather is very crucial economic uh, macroeconomic indicators are very crucial or even the fact that how many solar cars or uh, electric cars or solar panels were fitted in the state are very important to decide what the load is going to be so you start gathering this external data to make your models or ai delivery more and more accurate and more and more comprehensive but you start with whatever you have and that's a crucial thing also the way ai evolved it first started with statistical machine learning and even before that statistics itself right so and in the problem with statistical systems was that it assumed the data to be in a particular form or data to comply with certain assumptions and that was the key reason why enterprise thought they need to pre process the data they need to clean it they need to make it uh, ready for machine learning to start using it but that is not with the case with neural networks and deep neural networks do not have any bias towards what data they are handling you just throw everything in neural networks they'll make the sense out of it so the world is changing and moving away from statistics to deep learning to more advanced algorithms which are not dependent on data quality or the size of the data or volume of the data or variety of the data etc so enterprises need to really break out of these myths and the only way to do that is take your data whatever you have and start running an ai experiment and that will tell you whether you need more data and what kind of data do you require further so i, I hope you understand that just so right I, I, I hear you on that I, i i totally understand now the point that you made about the uh, algorithms you know they won't need to uh, we won't need to worry about whether you know the quality of the data or you know what kind of data is available but if the if you don't have the parameter of the quality of data or the integrity of data then all the intelligence that will be gathered or the information that will come out of it you know models that you build up based on those different sets of data wouldn't that be flawed i mean i see the trend that you know now we are slowly moving away from training data to you know untrain the data so it will 
automatically, you know, all the bias and all those challenges that we used to see, they will slowly move away because we are not feeding any information to the algorithms that you need to, you know, or we, we are not tagging it. Humans are not involved in all those processes. But if we are not focused on the quality of data or the integrity of data, then the information, the intelligence that we are able to uh, gather out of that or, you know, the models that we are building, won't they be flawed? They will not be flawed, right? So, so machine neural networks are capable of addressing the quality issues, right? Uh, we we understand that uh, on a on a larger roadmap, right? Let's say we talk about uh, ten million transactions, or or a billion transactions, or one million transactions, right? So, on a larger data set, the percentage of data being flawed is going to be significantly lesser than the percentage of data which is naturally right. And that's what neural networks will capture, and they will have a system which is not flawed. So it's if, if you think the data has quality issues, supply more data. But you don't need to really pre-process it and wait for AI to happen after that, right? So neural networks are far capable of handling the quality issues, and uh, they, they are capable of handling these biases on their own. Uh, and so that's why you can just feed into whatever data you have. Of course, neural network can only give you an answer by the limited knowledge it has right so if you give less knowledge they will have less certainty of the answer they will still have the answer but less certainty if you give a uh, you know one perspective and not share another perspective the neural network will also give you the perspective that you have shared so it's 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 not about really pre-processing the data it's mostly about increasing the the data data size increasing more variables more number of instances it's more about that it's not about processing it right so the enterprise are wasting their time in fabricating the data for the machines instead they should spend time and money and effort in finding out what new variables can they add and how many how much historical data can they add how fast can they start adding this data etc so they need to focus on adding more and more data not really pre-process it or not check for the quality. That is of no worries. Uh, that neural networks will handle on their own. So where do the enterprises get the data currently? Do they have their own data platforms or data sets or do they use industry data sets? Oh, it's everywhere, right? So everything in an enterprise, every digital thing in an enterprise generates data, right? Your attendance device, which is responsible for tracking attendance, your cameras, your logs, your systems, your uh, uh, ERP, data is everywhere in enterprise. And, and this, this, has, this data has impressions of human behavior, employee behavior, employee sentiment, people sentiment, market sentiment, everything. So there is a ton, there's a lot of data happening in the enterprise. For example, if enterprise wants to say how well they're gonna do in next two quarters, they cannot ignore the sentiment of their employees in that picture, which comes from their HR systems, right? Which comes from their employee engagement, etc. So they, they need to just be have no prejudice and try to bring their entire data into the machine. Number one, number two, data is also available externally. So there is news, there is market, there is macroeconomic, there is weather, there is temperature, there is traffic APIs from Google, there is places API from Google, there is social media everywhere there are tons of data sources available publicly enterprise and there are systems which are already aggregating this information 
So enterprise don't need to do an effort of aggregating it. They just need to have a right partner, which is able to bring all this data into a single marketplace and give it back to the enterprise, right? So it's all available. I think it's it's mostly about recognizing that you need to bring in all this information together and give it to the machine. It's available inside the organization and outside the organization. Yes, yeah, so that understanding needs to be there. What data sets or what different variables to use uh, that will be useful for the machine, you know, to learn, you know, further. That, that, that is the job of data scientists or data experts in, in yes. UN, right? So, uh, so far, data scientists were very focused on cracking the iterative mathematics behind AI machine learning. But now with this democratized platform, it is able to free up a lot of their time into doing generic stuff so that they can focus on more specific domain expertise stuff. And, and the first thing that they should do is find out what data is important, where is it sitting, how to bring it in the system, and how to understand the value of that information. Right. So that, that's really the crucial aspect that data scientists should and data engineers should focus on right now. Yes, absolutely. You know, I hear you on that. Now, this is not exactly the question that I'm trying to ask now is not exactly about enterprise, but it still it falls into the category of the data integrity. And that is what, you know, I'm really concerned about the nature of the data sets available or used for gathering the intelligence. Now, if you look at, you know, all across nations based on, on each of the social media, you know, I mean, a lot of social media the data that is generated by social media is also used by enterprises. Now, on the social media, you see a lot of these, you know, fake news, and, you know, deep fake videos, deep fake audios. That is, you know, emerging, you know, very rapidly. It's coming our way. Now, we don't, there is no way for us to know right now what we are watching, what we are, you know, reading, what we are hearing, whether there is any, those are genuine, you know, news or real news or whether they are, you know, deep fake news. So if we, there is no way to know the integrity of the day, news that is available today or integrity of the videos that we see or the audios that we see. So if the, you know, algorithms, uh, if we, if, are there any development, I mean, is there any development? From my understanding, I haven't seen any, but is there any development to develop algorithms that just crawls on the web, you know, and in searches and looks at each and every news piece that is out there and is somehow able to tell us whether that is a credible news or whether it's not a credible news. Do you think there is something like that is necessary? And if somebody is working on that? Yes. So, so a very, very, very good question, Jashri, right? So with technology comes the problems of technology and bigger technology, bigger the problems, right? Unfortunately, there, there is no way that we can we can curtail the the dark side of AI, which we are all facing, which is fakes and deep fakes, right? And and that's that's become a reality. The good part is, uh, again, I'll go back to the laws of large uh, numbers, right? The good part is the whole world has uh, has probably more amount of people who think positive towards the humankind than negative and and that's a really good part and they are very skilled so while to, to today you can say that uh, there is a there is a there's a war going on between the fakes and the counter act, action around it eventually the counter action will win and there is an active work going on across the globe to fight out these nuances of technology as they happen. In fact, companies that are investing in research, which is leading to these issues, are also investing in research to counter these issues, 
right? It, it is the same thing as when, when virus, antiviruses were developed, viruses start to pop up a lot. So companies that are investing in developing antiviruses were also focusing on how can they counter the new viruses that are coming up or new malware that are coming up actively, right? So, so as the technology evolves, uh, the, the issues will pop up. Today, there are tools to identify deep fakes. There are tools to identify the information that is misleading. Unfortunately, those tools are not accessible or available to end users, or they are not applied as a filter to the end users, right? So, of course, the company, so for example, Facebook is working hard to make sure that news that they carry, they analyze it through a fake filter. So all the social media platforms are doing their part in fighting the fakes inside that platform. But you may, you may have things you reaching out to you through WhatsApp, through other messages or emails. And that those are the areas which are still unfiltered. You may get something which are unfiltered. And the the everybody's trying hard to filter it out. Uh, but still, it's not widely available to end users right now. So there is a risk today. Uh, but I'm, I'm sure the world is fighting very fast to, to mitigate that risk. Sure, I hear you on that. And I mean, like you said, you know, there are a lot of good people who are trying to uh, right these wrong and, you know, make some difference there. But I think eventually we will need, uh, you know, algorithm that just or machine learning, you know, model that will just crawl on the web and, you know, is able to uh, give us the valuable insight into whether the news that we are reading is, you know, genuine news or it's a fake news eventually yeah. we are going to need that and also the other point you know that i would like to make is if you see currently i mean russia china and many other nations they are trying to you know cut off from the global internet so if you see china you know they have already uh, developed tools and models and uh, everything that is necessary software hardware that is necessary to cut off from the global internet and they they are filtering out all the information and they are trying to convey only the message that their you know government wants to convey to their citizens so there is a huge filtering going on in china and if you filtering of the you know genuine news so there is no longer democratization of news there in their country now if you see russia russia is also going the same way and you know they are also trying to develop uh, uh, their own model so that you know they can cut off from the global internet and uh, if you see a lot of other uh, countries that depend, I mean, communist countries or, you know, who likes to have the authoritarian rules, they are all trying to go towards that path. Some will, you know, work with the model that China has developed. Some will work with, you know, the model that Russia has developed. But they, there is an intense effort going on. So the filtering of the news to convey what you want to convey as a country is going on. And I'm sure pretty soon that will trickle down to enterprises as well that, you know, enterprises would want to communicate only what they want to communicate. They will filter even if those data sets are available and that is neutral, non-partisan, you know, and uh, doesn't have any bias. At the end of the day, enterprises also are profit-centric, you know, models, and they want to uh, take out, you know, filter out the information or the data sets that are not going to be good for their enterprises. So, that is also, you know, a challenge that's coming our way and uh, we will have to figure out how to give credibility to the intelligence or models that are emerging from enterprises. So there is going to be a need for, you know, certain tools and uh, technology that we can rely on, we can depend on. Otherwise, every enterprise is going to go and build models that, you know, shows 
their you know information that they want to convey to their you know shareholders or you know in uh, to their community or users or uh, buyers uh, any of the you know their ecosystem they will convey what they want to convey and we need to have a reliability of you know the integrity of the data sets or the integrity of the information that is emerging so how do we know that enterprises what they are telling us is exactly what you know they are telling us you're right right so there is a there is a definitely a movement on uh, making internet more exclusive for curated uh, and pockets of efforts are happening in that direction i think that's a natural evolution of the internet it's been there as a generic platform and and of course along with the good things it came up with a lot of bad things it has a lot of junk it has a lot of uh, nuances in that so everybody wants to now create a more exclusive internet which is which is premium more filtered that's how the natural progression of digital things work in in general right and uh, i think uh, there are there is going to be emergence of bodies which are uh, you know which are central which are custodian of trust for example today uh, you see https which is these are some bodies which are ensuring that the site that you are visiting is secure these are third party custodians similarly a lot of american sites you see they have these badges from uh, from different hacker hack free sites so which ensures the users that the site is uh, site is up to date when it comes to hacking or uh, security point of view or standardization like compliances like pci compliance uh, uh, global standard like gdpr so these standards are the ones that really give trust into the users that what they are dealing with what they are seeing is trustworthy and and i'm pretty sure that uh, it is a it is a startup opportunity or it's happening somewhere that these information that is now reaching the user will start bearing some kind of a trust badge on it which says you know you, because you see this trust star on top of it you can trust it and and it has gone through right the checks and balances and that's why you're reading it right and that could be the start of uh, you know a central federations or bodies that are ensuring that they are giving a promise to the users that they can rely on the news or information that is coming through wearing their badge and i, I think that's a very natural thing which will happen in uh, i would say next couple of years and it's a great startup opportunity itself right where uh, third party companies are starting to endorse the the information that users see with their trust seal on top of it we'll have to wait and see you know how it emerges or what kind of shape it takes but uh, yes those kind of you know uh, third party neutral parties you know endorsements are going to be very essential now if we look at how the whole internet uh, you know emerged and all the tech, all the layers that are you know built like from technology layer to information layer to all different layers now we know iot layers and the 5g layer and the ai layer all those layers that has made the cyberspace you know overall is getting very very complex i mean you know we are see, going to see the blockchain and we are going to see ai and you know we are going to see you know lot many layers that will fundamentally change the nature of the cyberspace that we are witnessing and you know the original the 
intention was that we wanted the whole global community to be connected and you know they can communicate you know with each other without the barriers of the geographical boundaries or the government interference but now all that is changing as we see you know internet splitting in china and you know russia and there is a big movement going on and i think that is a very unfortunate because the whole purpose of having that global internet was so that we can gather you know a lot of intelligence from everyone you know communicating with each other and all the data sets emerging so all the big problems complex problems facing humanity we can solve those complex problems because we will have that information and data sets available so this is a little bit step backwards as you know we see the efforts by china and russia and other countries to uh, move away from that but we will have to see you know how it shapes up but as far as the enterprises go which functional areas you see are currently benefiting from this uh, ai transformation yes so yeah i i definitely very good question right and uh... you also asked some time back uh, about how enterprises are registering the growth using ai i'll just combine the two questions and answer so there are three crucial areas which enterprise wants all the time and that's been the case ever since enterprises have existed right so the first is more revenue or more customers or more business uh, right second is more efficiency or more productivity or less cost and the third is more predictability certainty and ability to control the situations or more resilience okay so these are three big baskets in which enterprise needs are centered right within this is uh, an ai is powering all the three baskets today however the the easier for an enterprise to get started is something which gives them more revenue more customers more business because if you focus on efficiency versus revenue you if you have to deliver very strict kpis when it comes to efficiency enterprises are already efficient they are good businesses right they are already running at 80 90 95 99% 99 efficiency and to have, for ai to help there ai can ai have to do work in very little margin and very high percentage of accuracy on the other side on the revenue and business if ai can give them 1% extra or 2% extra or 5% extra it's a great achievement for an enterprise so the pressure on delivery to an ai system is lesser when it comes to revenue centric efforts as against efficiency centric efforts second it is also important that what the 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 role that the, the enterprises choose their journey in a way that it it takes larger buy in of the company of the business so any ai leader in an organization needs to have the buy in of the management and buy in of the management will come when you show numbers you show results and you show significant impact so that significant impact comes mostly in the revenue side it can also be in efficiency if you are losing a lot of issues if there are burning issues for example if i am losing millions of dollars in some process and ai can come and fix it and saves you million of dollars but that's not the general case right uh, you don't have a successful company is not losing millions of dollars everywhere it is losing millions of dollars in few places but it is always happy to get some extra 100000 dollars or half a million or billion dollars or a million dollars right in the revenue side right so so ai is 
currently focusing a lot on efficiency, which is one of the reasons why the adoption of AI is less because it's very easy for AI to start fitted into efficiency. There are many use cases in efficiency, but the business value creation in the efficiency side is lesser. AI is, a lot of companies are not focusing on the revenue side or ROI side, where the value or use cases are lesser, but those are way more impactful use cases. The third important thing where AI is actually helping is in predictability. That is very essential for an enterprise because if, they, if the predictability is not there, if the uncertainty is there, it impacts revenue loss. It impacts leakage in the cost. So predictability of an enterprise is very important. And that's where the risk mitigation, risk assessment, early signs of risk comes into picture, which is one of the very strong component where AI is currently working. Risk detection in transactions, in customer churn, in machine failure, in process failure, compliance uh, with, the, with the process defined, compliance with the customer com uh, definition defined processes. These are very crucial areas where AI is generating value. Just the fact that you have a compliance because if you don't have it, you lose business, you have a serious threat, monetary threat, which may come at some point in time, but it is not there right now, but it's very important for you to not have it, much like an insurance. So AI is acting like an insurance in the risk side. AI is acting as an efficiency builder in, in the cost side. It is trying to replace human job or it is trying to give enterprise ability to scale without adding more humans in the system. It is trying to reduce the number of errors that enterprise makes in a process, etc., which is where the efficiency comes in. And it is trying to uh, add more customers, add more business, uh, do a better marketing uh, in, in the ROI side or revenue side of an enterprise. Sure. So, I mean, from what you are telling me, it looks like they are focusing on both risk as well as the performance of the enterprise. And they are using, you know, uh, trying to make sure that uh, compliance and all those needs are met. So, which is a good start. But I, I think, you know, if you look at the risk profile of any enterprise, you know, it, if you look at it, uh, only 25% is made of, you know, compliance risk, legal risk, operational risk, financial risk those kind of risks which you know enterprises currently are focused on if we look at you know the biggest portion of the risk profile that is strategic security risk which is almost you know 75 percent there are you know the current decision makers of enterprises they are not focused on that nor are do i see any models or any initiatives that are you know trying to focus on that because if we look at you know the current pattern i mean the existing and emerging technologies and the the rapid you know transformation and the rapid the tsunami of you know technologies that are emerging that you know provides a big necessity that we need to understand wherever strategic security risks are emerging and it's not only that the enterprises are not just focused on it i see you know nobody is focusing on that you know nobody is trying to understand what strategic security risks are coming our way that we need to prepare prepare for because the models that we are using or the products that we have or the services that we have everything will become obsolete you know because in this day and time with the technology transformation happening and the democratization you know of the information the you know ideas and innovations are emerging from anywhere in the world 
and before you know you know your the current uh, products that you have the current services that you have the current you know structure of the companies that you have will be obsolete you know because by the time you come to recognize that there is a competitor emerging it would be already too late so anybody focusing on you know developing those kind of strategic security tools because i find it very challenging to even uh, not only you know to address these kind of challenges because other than risk group nobody is focusing on that i tried even the whole you know idea of focusing on strategic security risk it's like you know people are considering oh that's not necessary we don't need to focus on that do you see any uh, initiative emerging in that area so uh, not 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 something which fits 100% in the shoes but uh, and the reason is that strategy is something which is way complex for current generation ai to understand ai does not get a clue on what a strategy means it's very abstract for machines one sense comes very naturally to human beings in fact strategy is something which does not even come naturally to a lot of human beings uh, let me correct myself so it is a far fetched goal right now for a machine to start understanding what is a strategy however uh thinkers have started focusing on areas which can augment their strategy with ai for example you can you can create a system today which can keep you aware about what's happening in the world which aligns or not aligns with your strategy so you can actually take up the data from external sources and create it in form of a signals which could be analyzed automatically by the machines and give you a view into what, what alignment with your strategic focus and that that's one thing which can be done today you can also build ai to identify compliance of your strategy execution which is your tactical tactical initiatives your goals what how far are they complying with what you perceived so what did you anticipate what did you what what we wanted to do versus what is really happening or in fact what it may really happen tomorrow using some sophisticated forecasting models right so so you can you come ai may not be able to understand what strategy means but ai is capable of identifying risk in your strategy execution and identifying risk in your strategical alignment or thinking from global signals it can give you the anomalies happening in the global signal which do not align with the strategy right and and where where a machine thinks for machine a strategy is nothing but a a long form text or based system based rules or or some kind of a document that you write for, give to the machine which machine thinks is defines your strategy so if you are able to articulate your strategy in a document give it to the machine machine can then start finding signals which contradicts your documents which contradicts your strategic document and also machine can extract your goals and tactical plans put them to a strategic alignment and start monitoring whether they are in line with that or whether the current actions are are securing your future to be in line with your strategic plan and that that's doable today but of course in couple of years maybe 5 years machine may start to understand the abstract notion called strategy and can should be able to manage your strategy Overall, and may be able to suggest your strategy, right? But not today. 
But competitive intelligence, AI should be able to gather all those uh, variables or, uh, like you said, signals, you know, because if you are, let's say, you know, organization or enterprise is, uh, uh, has an e-commerce platform, you know, if there are other e emerging e-commerce platform, even if they are, you know, in the idea phase, you know, that intelligence, the AI, if you build a model, it can crawl and, you know, that intelligence should be not that difficult to gather, should it? It's not it's right. So, so like I said, tactical. You can build tactical AI applications which give you one perspective on your strategy, but there is you don't have a, a AI application which understands your overall strategy, right? So you can create these tactical tools which which aid you, which complement you in securing your strategy. But then there's not one system which does that, right? You have to create these multiple applications, one can track competition, one can track pricing, one can track macroeconomic indicators, etc. And the most big, biggest challenge here is, right, for an enterprise to articulate a strategy in a more logical format for machines to consume, right? Today, a strategy is very abstract. Most of the organization, a strategy is abstract. For example, for us, right, one of the strategies that we have for our organization is to uh, go into OEM partnerships, right? And we want to we want to go more and more and give our AI platform to the ISVs and have them embed our AI platform into their products and make their product uh, AI first product. Right? That's our strategy, right? Now, for an AI to understand this definition, this very simple one paragraph strategy is not possible at this stage. AI needs much more articulation. AI need a more tactical plan to understand what my strategy is, right? So for example, I can tell AI that my goal is to sign up 100 partners and AI can help me keep track of that goal as I progress. I can tell AI that this is the this document defines who my partner should be and AI can then go and scout for these partners and find me the potential partners from the globe, from the from available data, right? AI can also track what of which of my partners are working with uh, with H2O or or our competition, right? Data robot or H2O, right? AI can also tell me that how is are they also focusing on the same line? So it can track signals from H2O or data robot and try to find whether they are also moving on the same strategy line that we there's a company which is which is very relevant to us as a partner. And, and one of our competition has signed that partnership. So AI can get those signals. So AI can work in these small minions that you can create out of it. And these minions, each of that minion can do one job for you, but you have to put it all together and bring it back on a high level of your strategy today. Yes, so it seems, but uh, it's possible. I mean, we we have to take bits and pieces of you know intelligence in all different formats, but we should have some sort of you know collective intelligence platform built so that you know we can compete effectively with other nations and with other uh, emerging you know securities that are coming away. And the second thing is you know all these algorithms that we are developing. Uh, uh, all algorithms are transparent, right? I mean, there is no way for us to see what is in the algorithm unless there is an absolutely, you know, intelligent person who looks into each, you know, uh, piece of code that is written. And also that also, if we are going forward and uh, 
whatever systems we develop, they become autonomous. Then at that point, humans will lose control over what is written in that. You know, as we will see, you know, in a lot of uh, initiatives that are coming our way, you know, and uh, we will have no idea what uh, code, how the code was modified by the algorithm, and uh, uh, so and so. So the challenge is if this is. Uh, from the security risk perspective that you know once the uh, at this point also even the algorithms with the, that are not autonomous that are just you know human written we have no idea what code was written you know and what is the purpose of that algorithm and what it's uh, uh, supposed to do so all these algorithms that are developed all across nations we have no idea what kind of security risk are emerging from that because there is no way for us to know what uh, the command for those algorithms are and you know what they are supposed to do so how do we prevent the security risk emerging from all these different, you know, machine learning models that are emerging, deep learning models that are emerging? Is there any way to know what all these models are, you know, are trying to do? Yes, uh, very interesting. Uh, Jayashree, I'm really enjoying the conversation today, right? So there is a risk and um, let me make a statement here. Humans will lose the battle. Okay, but not easily. We have millions of years of survival behind us. So I'm pretty sure we're going to give a tough fight and, and maybe we will win as well, right? I, I can't say today uh, that whether we'll win or not, but definitely machines are getting to become much more superior. Their ability to think, their ability to manipulate is going to be more superior. So it's going to be a tough fight. And uh, today, what I, if I have to place a bet, I will place that eventually we lose this battle, but not today, maybe another hundred or few hundred years, right? Now, what's happening today? Uh, today, it's uh, th there is a lot of effort going on in understanding the mathematics behind AI, okay? Let me, let me assure you that today, what AI does is completely known to us as humans. Okay, there is nothing that we don't know today. Okay, uh, machines have not started writing their own code. Uh, we are writing the machine code, and we know exactly what's happening inside the machine. Now, that may not be a commonly available knowledge. It may be uh, limited to PhDs or mathematicians or uh, experts who have built those algorithms. But it is there's a widespread effort going on called explainable AI, transparent AI, glass box AI, or whatever you may call it, right? Uh, which is bringing that knowledge as much as possible in hands of actual users, right? So business users, right? So if a if a person, a functional head is taking a bet on AI, the functional head can today know what exactly that AI is doing, right? And and it's it's transparent. Not only it's transparent, it is also auditable right you can ask a question back at ai you can ask ai to prove that whether what it is saying is right or not why does ai think it is right and ai is answerable it can answer there are new age systems like the one we have in our platform which can actually give you the whole audit trail of from the ai perspective that this was the data used this was the source of this data. This was the day on which it was trained. These many records were used. This is how the model evolved. This is how our current mind, current knowledge is. 
this is the impact of if you take away this data from my learning this is the impact if you change this data etc all of that is auditable today and i'm pretty confident as ai evolve we will make sure that we always have an edge over understanding what's going inside the machine and that is going to be very crucial for us to win the battle on the long run yes but you know the challenge now is you know those were the days when any weapons of mass destruction if they you know if they were being developed then you just have to follow the money trail and you will know who is buying certain material in large quantities and all that kind of you know different variables now pretty much everyone you know in the world has a computer or will have a computer in the coming days and it's not going to require you know very different resources to develop any kind of algorithm that can go ahead and you know damage uh, any systems or you know can uh, release a ma- i mean we already see the malwares and all that you know uh, are developed in uh, hundreds of thousands of number and you know we will see a lot of weapons you know cyber weapons are being developed and they are also becoming uh, you know integrated with ai into they are becoming intelligent so we are seeing you know slowly development of uh, this uh, ai driven weapons of mass destruction that are emerging from cyberspace that will not only uh, destroy some uh, infra- critical infrastructure but also will target enterprises in the coming years to you know with a single goal to destroy those enterprises you know data or you know their product services or you know expose them and you know make them lose their credibility or uh, any kind of you know challenge so there are many many risks that are emerging because there, there is no way to know how many algorithms are being developed who is developing that and for what so I, we risk at risk we are proposing that we should develop ai you know algorithm naming and identification system right now there is no uh, yes if you know some organization is developing certain algorithms you can you know uh, create a platform or you know need for auditing that and you know that is possible but unless we know how many algorithms are being developed and who is developing and there is no way to go ahead and you know audit them so we cannot put together a structure to audit them you know just like that right now so we do need to come up with an effective model of algorithm naming and identification system so that we can prevent the strategic security risks coming our way not only come you know that would impact enterprises but would impact the nations and the future of humanity so i think that is going to be inevitable in the coming years you know right now there is uh, we just have put out our thought leadership that this is what we will need or we do need because otherwise we will not be able to control the explosion of algorithms you know emerging and will have it's not even about becoming autonomous at this point it is about you know for what they are developed and what you know risk are coming our way but that is going to be you know we'll have to wait and see how that emerges but from your assessment where do you see more efforts need to be especially you know from enterprise uh, transformation perspective or the future of enterprise you know as far as the uh, ai you know integration goes yeah so i i would recommend enterprises to start taking ai seriously both in terms of value addition that they can do and also in terms of a threat and and it's very important right so one of the crucial aspect that we are pursuing is cyber security or uh security of enterprise systems from ai driven attacks uh, imagine today we call we have hackers and these are human hackers uh who are trying to hack into a machine 
and they try to find vulnerabilities they try to uh, attempt one one attempt if it cracks they enter the machine they try to do few things etc but they are humans very soon or maybe today there may be ai attackers which will identify vulnerability using ai and it because it's ai it's machine it is able to find not one but many vulnerabilities at the same go it's very fast it can do millions of checks every second right so it can fast it can find not one but many vulnerabilities it can do not single attack but multi front attack at the same time right it can be attacking your system not from one front but many fronts and if you have humans to respond to that you're going to lose yes so enterprise need to start putting together ai army which are gatekeepers which are able to anticipate that they are being attacked by an ai bots yes they they are able to understand the strategy of ai bots which all fronts have they attacked what are they attacking what vulnerability are they exploiting what is the roadmap so predicting what their future action is going to be and understanding what they are going to do that's the second thing they need to do so they need to have ai bot which can anticipate they they can get attacked they are being attacked and what the simulated forward plan is going to be and then it can formulate a counter strategy of either neutralizing that attack or stopping it or engaging the attackers ai bots and misleading them into something else so that they they eventually don't get any result and they die out the focus they they shift their focus from this enterprise to some other enterprise right so either they can because if you if you kill the attack it may come again or it may come somewhere else but you may if you engage the attackers and mislead them and make them feel that they are being successful but they are actually not being successful that's a war strategy that that we generally will recommend for enterprise to get into and then engage these attackers mislead them keep them engaged and divert them and safeguard their risk right so so and this is going to be very interesting arena in time to come i think we are we are very very early in our in a cyber security understanding there are some exceptionally good startups like lucidius which have started to doing started doing the first part of the problem first piece of the puzzle and i'm pretty sure they'll go forward but it's a very interesting space and i'm pretty sure all the enterprise leaders or cios who are currently well placed and understand ai cyber security information security is their top priority yes i mean that is a very complex challenge and uh, uh, one of our risk group contributor uh, they you know he just published on a risk group a very interesting proposition that let's develop a cyber militia because no longer is security a government problem or even they are not even capable of uh, managing the cyber security risk for each and every individual or each and every entity across you know all the different components of a nation it's a very complex challenge so this is you know something that our current infrastructure or current uh, you know systems are not going to be able to help or secure each and every computer each and every uh, individual you know so 
he he has written a very you know interesting piece that you know we should develop cyber militia you know and uh, communities you know should emerge that can protect the communities and just the same way enterprises you know we'll have to come up with some very uh, unique uh, models and you know there are a lot of security tools emerging that would be able to uh, protect you know the data security and uh, many different you know uh, variables or the vulnerabilities that we have but that will be topic of another discussion so having said that what would you like to tell our global viewers and listeners especially about your new initiatives that you are working on yeah so uh, uh, we are working on what you referred to earlier the general narrow intelligence platform right eugene we call it and our endeavor is how fast can an enterprise go to ai adoption right we typically take the enterprise to ai adoption in 2 to 4 weeks uh how effective their results can be so we focus on robustness we focus on causality we focus on true intelligence uh for, for which we deliver to the enterprise and we also ensure that uh enterprise are future proof which is they don't have to worry about new algorithms so we constantly keep adding newer algorithms into our stack right so uh, nutshell we are trying to make it way easier for enterprise to go into an ai initiative uh it's low cost it is more effective it is less time consuming they can run multiple experiments at the same time and and we are also trying to empower ecosystem we are very okay to work with existing vendors of an enterprise and embed ai into them we don't want to displace the uh, industry we don't want to uproot companies and 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 give give them a new ai focused hr system or ai focused payroll system or invoicing engine etc we would like to embed into and empower isv ecosystem existing software vendors so that they can go ai first very fast and they can reinforce their relationship and acquire a more better market share and not feel threatened by this ai first uh, in uh, softwares that are coming to market right so so that, that's really our focus right now and uh, we are sector agnostic so we're working in all the sectors so we are working in energy oil and gas uh, retail e-commerce uh, you know uh, banking financial services etc uh, so anybody can actually use us any function can use us uh, customer support enterprise it uh, finance etc so and 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 we are also focusing on strengthening startups or building startups and investing in them if required to make sure that they are able to pick up a problem and solve it for an enterprise using our using our general narrow intelligence platform right so that's what our focus is and uh, in next couple of years we uh, hope to become a fairly large uh, company where a uh, uh, large portion of world softwares will be leveraging our platform eugene Great, wonderful. That is, you know, really exciting. So, thank you so much, Ankur, for participating in Risk Roundup today. We appreciate your thoughtful insight on the future of enterprise AI, and I'm sure our global viewers and listeners will benefit tremendously from the information you shared today. So, even if a single decision maker can understand the future of enterprise AI after listening to this discussion, this Risk Roundup dialogue has been of service, and we thank you for that. Thanks, Jashree, for inviting me. It was a very good discussion. You asked me a lot of good questions, and I'm very happy to answer. Right. Well, thank you so much, Ankur. So, Risk Roundup, a global initiative launched by Risk Group, is a security risk reporting for risk emerging from existing and emerging technologies, technology convergence, 
and transformation happening across cyberspace, aquaspace, geospace, and space. We at Risk Group believe that risk management, security, and peace, they walk together hand in hand. Though security is related to the management of threats and peace to the management of conflict, risk management is related to management of security vulnerabilities as well as management of conflict. It is not possible to conceive any one of the three without the existence of the other two. All three concepts feed into each other. We believe that the security we build for ourselves is precarious and uncertain until it is secured for everyone across nations. Tradition becomes our security. So if we build a culture of managing risk effectively, it will lead us to security and security will lead us to peace. Let's manage the existing and emerging risks together. For more information on the Risk Roundups, to watch the Risk Roundup video and to listen to the Risk Roundup audio podcast, please go to riskgroupalacy.com and do not forget to subscribe and share. Until next time, I'm Jayashree, host of Risk Roundup, signing off. See you next time. Thank you.